The Lord be with you. I hope you've got some nice things planned for the weekend, including nice, nice things we choose to do at home. We don't always have to go out or, or attempt to go out. It's very difficult in these days. So maybe we can find some nice things to try and do at home. Uh, today we are reading from Romans chapter 11, verses 1 to 12. Yesterday we heard... Paul encouraging God's people to share the good news uh, in the second half of chapter 10. In chapter 11, Paul points out that not all Jews have rejected God's message of salvation. There are still a faithful few described as the remnant. And Paul himself, after all, was a Jew and so were Jesus' disciples and nearly all the early Christian missionaries. So, um... Paul points out that not all Jews have rejected God's message. There are still some who have chosen to follow Jesus and uh, they're known as the remnant. So uh, let's now read from Romans chapter 11, verses 1 to 12. I ask then, has God rejected his own people, the nation of Israel? Of course not. I myself am an Israelite, a descendant of Abraham and a member of the tribe of Benjamin. No, God has not rejected his own people, whom he chose from the very beginning. Do you realise what the scriptures say about this? Elijah the prophet complained to God about the people of Israel and said, Lord, they've killed your prophets and torn down your altars. I am the only one left and now they're trying to kill me too. And do you remember God's reply? He said, no, I have 7,000 others who have never bowed down to Baal. It is the same today for a few of the people of Israel, a remnant, have remained faithful because of God's grace, his undeserved kindness in choosing them. And since it is through God's kindness, then it is not by their good works. For in that case, God's grace would not be what it really is, which is free and undeserved. So this is the situation. Most of the people of Israel have not found the favour of God they are looking for so earnestly. A few have, the ones God has chosen. But the hearts of the rest were hardened. As the scriptures say, God has put them into a deep sleep. To this day he has shut their eyes so they do not see and closed their ears so they do not hear. And likewise, David said, Let their bountiful table become a snare, a trap that makes them think all is well. Let their blessings cause them to stumble and let them get what they deserve. Let their eyes go blind so they cannot see and let their backs be bent forever. Did God's people stumble and fall beyond recovery? Of course not. They were disobedient, so God made salvation available to the Gentiles. But he wanted his own people to become jealous and claim it for themselves. Now, if the Gentiles were enriched because the people of Israel turned down God's offer of salvation, think how much greater a blessing the world will share when they, the Jews, finally accept it. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God.
well, Reverend Dr. Sham uh, says this, and he, he entitles his piece today, The Remnant. He says, I recall the story of a scientist who worked for many months to make a new apparatus and asked his young assistant to carry it upstairs for further experimentation. While carrying, it fell from his hands and broke. The scientist worked hard again for months to make another apparatus and, to the surprise of many, asked the same assistant to carry it upstairs. It was indeed a risk that the scientist took to give another chance to the failed man. We have already noted that God will fulfil his plan irrespective of the hurdles like the rebellion of the chosen agents. For this, the sovereign God will entrust another group, replacing the ones who rebelled. But will God give another chance to those who have failed? The answer is an affirmative yes, as it is not in the nature of God to match the outright rejection and condemnation meted out to him. Since God's choice is independent of the merit of the chosen ones, their demerits too do not dissuade God from offering another chance. This is indeed the epitome of the enduring faithfulness of God. Paul advances the concept of a remnant to prove his point. They are the minority who strive to remain faithful to their calling, even while the majority choose to turn in rebellion. This remnant is a sign that God will never be left without partners and hence is a sapling of hope. On the other hand, it is also a sign that God can work with the little that is available. This in turn would empower the remnant to remain on course. So that's um, what Reverend Dr. Sham has to say about that passage and the concept of the remnant, uh, that they are still valid and um, working Christians uh, and small they might be but God can use them and still hoping that the rest of the Jews will turn to Christ. Now um, his further thought for today it says how would you respond to the statement there is a church within the church and outside the church. Now I'm trying to fathom out what Reverend Dr. Sham means by that statement. Have, you, have any of you got any ideas? There is a church within the church and outside the church. How does that make you feel? What do you think about that statement? What do you think it means? It would be interesting to get some feedback on that. Let us pray. Thank you, Lord, for your gracious endurance even while we prove to be difficult to deal with at times. We ask, we, we give you thanks for your patience, for your love, for your forgiveness, and for the fact that you are a second chance God, not just a second chance God, but a 99 chance God. No matter what we do, you always 
receive us back in love and patience. And so we give you thanks for that, that we need not fear because we belong to you. And Lord, we pray that we will be part of adding to your number and allowing others to know what it means to belong to the living Lord Jesus. Amen. Amen. Now, in our prayer calendar today, and I have it right beside me, so I won't go uh, fishing for that. Um, today, we're praying for ourselves, for our family, and for our friends. I know, um, like, like me, I'm sure that um, there's always lots to pray for in terms of our family and our friends and ourselves. So let's bring those before the Lord now. Lord, we pray for the power and protection of the Holy Spirit in our lives. For those in our church and in our community who need our prayers for healing and peace. We pray for all family and friends. We pray that those who don't know you will see your presence in us and start to ask questions and want to know more. We pray for those who do know you, that they might grow in their faith in a very real way. And we bring our own thoughts and cares before the Lord, those things we want to ask him uh, to do for us, to give thanks for. Let's just take a moment where you can bring your personal prayers to God. And then we remember all who are bereaved. And at this time we remember the family of Annie Grant. Lord, in your mercy, hear our prayer. And then we remember all those on who live and work on Willowfield Drive, Willowfield Road, Woodnook Grange, Woodnook Lane, Woodland Drive, Woodroyd and Woodroyd Gardens. Lord, may people in those places get a sense of your presence with them this day and every day. Lord, in your mercy, hear our prayer. We say together the Lord's Prayer. Our Father in heaven, hallowed be your name. Your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as in heaven. Give us today our daily bread. Forgive us our sins as we forgive those who sin against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For the kingdom, 
the power and the glory are yours, now and forever. Amen. And so now as we enter into our weekend, let's say, uh, let me tell you that uh, prayer that we know so well. God grant us the serenity to accept the things we cannot change, the courage to change the things we can, and the wisdom to know the difference. And we particularly maybe apply that to what's going on in our world today, the riots that we are seeing in America, another person killed at the hands of police, a black man. Lord, I just pray for racial disunity to stop and pe people of all races to come together irrespective of what we look like but that we can be uh, one humanity together, one race, the human race. And so, as we go, may the Lord bless you and keep you. May the Lord make his face to shine upon you. May the Lord be gracious to you and give you his peace. Let us go in peace to love and serve the Lord. In the name of Christ. Amen. So until tomorrow, everyone, have a lovely day and I'll talk to you tomorrow. Bye for now.